Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death. This is the program that is intended for all those who want to create a culture of life in the United States. Each week we try to bring you up to date on the main things that are going on in the pro-life movement. And today we have an outstanding woman who is coming on our program to tell you about some exciting and terrible things that are going on in the school system. Uh, before we get to our guest, uh, we want to begin our program the way we always begin our program, and that is by asking you to say a Hail Mary with me to ask the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on all those who are involved with or listening to this program today so that we will receive the message that she wants each of us to get at this moment. And so if you would join me, please. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer with me. It is always a good idea whenever you are starting a new activity during the day to call on the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on what you are doing. And that's why we begin every one of our programs with that prayer. Our guest is going to be talking about the school systems and what's going on in the school systems. And if you think you know, well, you might be surprised at uh, what uh, our guest, now my guest is Beverly Kilmer. Uh, she is the CEO of an organization called Freedom Speaks Coalition. Uh, she is the former three-term elected member of the Florida House of Representatives and served in leadership positions on numerous educational committees that oversaw school programs from kindergarten through college. She is eminently qualified to, to be involved in looking at the school systems. And when we talk today, I just want to say up front, we're going to be talking a lot about the school systems in Florida, but they are not unique. You can bet that what's going on in the school systems in Florida is going on in the school systems in your state. And so no matter where you are or you know, how you're listening to this program, if, if you're uh, involved in the United States and in the school systems in the United States, you are going to be very interested in what Beverly has to say. So Beverly, welcome to our program. Thank you so much, Jim, for inviting me. I'm really excited to share what is taking place across the country, as sad as it is. But the good news is God is leading us in a direction that could possibly help us in bringing it to an end. Beverly was kind enough a little over a year ago to invite me to join a task force that she was running. And so we have been working together for, for a year now. And she also has a conference coming up, which we in two weeks, which we will also be talking about. So Beverly, what got you involved in this latest effort to uh, straighten out the school systems? Well, I had been watching, like everyone else, the news and seeing how our nation was starting to fall apart in pieces. God had been chased out of the classroom and Several things happened during a Christmas time with children having their candy canes taken away from them in the classroom, saying that it was a religious symbol and things like that that just really broke my heart. I called a friend of mine. She had been forced to take down a display she had done that said, each of you are as special and unique as the snowflake as it falls from heaven. 
they made her take that down because she said snowflakes come from heaven. So she just really, that embraced me that something has got to be done. And I kept saying that somebody's got to do something. And I'd recently lost my husband and it was just me and my little dog scooter. And it was like that very night, it was like God slapped me upside the back of the head and said, so what are you doing? And the next morning, he was still saying that in my head. So what are you doing? So I decided, you know, I do need to do something. And the more I dug, I found out that it was so deep, it just appalled me that it was able to reach that magnitude of inappropriate activities, inappropriate discussions with children in school. And I eventually, with my digging, I found out that it actually begins in kindergarten and or pre-K. Because a lot of the schools in Florida have pre-K, which are four-year-old kids. The programs that they're teaching the children were that they are not a boy or girl until they determine what they are. A lot of the schools are actually gender neutral because they don't want to steer a child one way or the other, boy or girl. And they actually teach them that they will determine when they get older which sex they really are and that it has nothing to do with the outer body part. It's solely in your head, in your brain, and in your heart with your feelings. And that just amazed me. And it went further and further to where a lot of the programs encourage children to actually touch themselves and embrace the pleasure that their body is supposed to perceive. It just broke my heart. This is wrong. It's not godly. And it uh, does nothing but encourage children to become sexual as children. And the sad part, Jim, is there is nothing in these courses that talk about the relationship. I mean, sex is one of the best things that God has given us as humans, but it's based on a relationship. He expects a man and a woman to fall in love and develop relationships, have children, bond, and it's all centered around God's vision for us to be loving families and Christian families. And everything that is being taught in the schools is totally adverse to that. Yeah, one of the things that I've learned, because I've been fighting uh, the sex education in the schools uh, for 30 years, in today's world, as you just described, it's not so much about having sex anymore. It's about all this transgender stuff and, and that the transgender people are, seem to be taking over the classrooms and taking over the schools and such that if you're not transgender, you feel like a second class citizen. Exactly. And a lot of the schools in Florida have what's called the GSA Club. They call them Gay Straight Alliance, but it's actually Gay Sexuality Alliances. And they're designed to bring more and more people into the gay lifestyle. And that leads to transgender. Once they convince the children that they may be the opposite sex, then they start planting labels on them. You would be amazed the number of genders these children are learning in elementary school. They're taught about gender identity, pronouns. They're taught to use pronouns. And at, they're taught at a very early age. When you are introduced to somebody, ask them their pronouns. So we're expected to all be a pronoun. 
and children have to learn all the different pronouns so that they can address them correctly. What people are not understanding is that so much effort is put into teaching children about inclusiveness as in the LGBTQ community and being accepting and everything, but they're neglecting the base education program. And it's very obvious a child's educational system or of learning is founded on their first, let's say, kindergarten through fifth grade. That's where they build the foundation of their education. But they are being forced to learn pronouns and all of the other sexuality things that they don't understand. The little brains are not capable of understanding it and accepting what they're telling them. And how can you expect them to turn around and learn their ABCs and the books to read and, and all of that? In Florida, our grades are so bad that most school districts are grading on a curve. And what I learned, and I pulled up the curve grading, and most schools that have an A rating only have reading scores of in the 50s, maybe 62 but they are miserably failing our children. They may know pronouns and they may know genders and you know what feels good on their body and things like that, but they are not being educated and it's being hidden from the public. They are not, they're sending home grades of A, B, and C when an A is in the 50s. Jim, that is unbelievable. Well, it is, it is. You know, we, we expect the schools to have a certain level of competence and to, you know, the grades are what informs the parents on, on how the kids are doing. And so when you see a, a letter grade of A or B, you say, oh, okay, I, I guess, you know, things are going well. And, and the, the fact that it's all graded on a curve, even in, you know, the elementary school is just absolutely crazy. You know, one of the things that, that struck me from, you know, the, the stuff that we've exposed over the course of the last year uh, and, and that you pointed out is that much of what they're, they're doing is actually illegal. It's breaking the laws of, of not only of Florida, but the laws of the United States. And that's a that's an approach that I haven't uh, seen before in other fights. Uh, could you get into that just a little bit? Absolutely, because that, in a way, is what, in fact, in probably in the most important way, separates us from other organizations it's just a different approach that we decided we needed to take. And that is we cannot win a moral battle because the other side can argue, argue, argue and everything. And nothing is ever determined by fighting a moral battle. However, if you fight it from black and white, then you've actually got something that they cannot fight back with. So what we did was take the work from Family Watch International where they evaluated all of the sex education courses and based them on 15 common harmful elements to children. We took all of those harmful elements and matched them against Florida and federal laws and ethical laws. Teachers have rule of ethics that they, if they break that, then they are subject to losing their job and their pension and everything. So we have identified all of these laws that are being broken into our report. And Jim, we thank you for your help in making that report a reality for us. And we've provided it to the Department of Education. We've submitted it to the governor's office. And to this date, and that was back in September of 2020, 
to this date, they still have not taken any action. So in discussions with our attorneys who have told us that in looking at the law and what is actually being taught, they feel that there is at least an 80% chance that we would win any lawsuit that we brought against the school district for what has taken place. So that is our next step. We are identifying certain counties in the state of Florida and putting together our report or our claim against them. And the thing is, we're not just doing civil suits to where they can use their school attorneys and outspend us to where we would have to drop it. We're not going to go that right. These are felonies. These are actual sex crimes against children. And if they're sex crimes against children out of the classroom, they're sex crimes in the classroom. And we just have to get people to understand that. Teachers do not have an immunity for something that is harmful to a child. They have immunity from a personal lawsuit that if they're teaching something that parents don't like or whatever. But when it is a matter of something that is against the law, their protection ends. So we are preparing now to approach that. And we've identified certain counties. We're not prepared to go public with that yet. But we have identified counties that we are going to be filing lawsuits against and filing criminal charges. I know you've got a conference coming up in two weeks. Yes, sir. We have a conference. It's called Back to the Future, Reclaiming Our Republic. The reason that we chose that theme is because the only way we can move forward is go back to where our founding fathers started with us. People are so confused as to whether or not our Constitution is even in effect because of several outside interferences and, and our legislators filing silly, unnecessary bills and illegal bills as far as that goes. But the reality is the Constitution is as strong today as it was the day that our founding fathers signed it. And the same with the Bill of Rights. And we are going to use the tools of the Constitution as the means to bring back reality to what is allowed, what's legal, and protecting our children. Our conference is going to be on April 30th in Orlando at the Rosen Plaza Hotel. And it uh, is a one day. We have several speakers on all of these issues that we've been talking about. We also have a, a sheriff, Sheriff Mack from Arizona, who fought the Brady Bill to protect persons' right to hold and bear arms. He had to go all the way to the to the Supreme Court to protect us from the Brady Bill, which would require anyone who has a gun to pass a mental exam. He fought it all the way and actually represented himself all the way to the Supreme Court, and he won. And what his fight was that the Constitution provides us with the right to hold and bear arms without interference. And that's what the having to have a mental exam was interference. Now, there is a law up there right now doing the same thing. It's the same bill, just by a different name. But it'll be fought, and God willing, we'll be able to hold on to the constitutional right. God gave us the right. The Constitution just backs them up. And we have to remember that. These are God-given rights, and parents need to understand that they have God-given rights to protect their children 
from what the school system thinks they need. And it's a totally different ball game. And we have to fight it differently. We are going to have a lot of pastors at our conference who have decided it's time for them to start addressing this very issue at the pulpit and help people to understand what's going on, what our children are exposed to. Honestly, Jim, I do not believe most parents know just how sordid and disgusting the education they are forcing on our children really is. But at this conference, everyone will know it is, it's a work in progress, if you will. We're going to have our speakers do their part, their segments in the morning, and then we'll break for lunch in the afternoon. We go into a workshop format and take all of the issues and bring them back with solutions. And before the day is over with, we'll have an identified plan of action for all issues that we have planned for that day to be discussed. I believe in solutions. I believe in action. We're not a think tank. We're a do tank. (laughs) If there is such a thing, we're it. If you are interested in attending the conference, you can go to our website, which is Freedom Speaks with an S. And that will take you to the registration page. And we would really love for as many of you to come out as possible. And if any of you are wanting to run for the Florida School Board, we would embrace you with open arms. We're looking for conservative, possibly business-minded people to run. And we're going to, our plan is called Save Florida Schools. And we are searching the state for really good, qualified school board members who are academically inclined. We want you to put the children first and making sure they learn academically, not socially, not justicely. Is that a word? (laughs) Not justice, but let's make sure the children can read on third grade level. Right now, they can hardly read on fifth or sixth grade level when they graduate. It's sad the state that our education has been allowed to go. So our move is not just to get the sex ed out of the school, although our plan is zero sex in school. Then we want to make sure that academia is rule number one. That's what they go to school for. We want them to learn to be educated people, not sexual people. Again, this this conference is focusing on uh, on what's going on in Florida and Florida schools, but it is symptomatic of what is going on all across the country because we've I've talked to people in other states who who say they have the the same kind of uh, things going on in in their schools. And so if you happen to be visiting Florida two weeks from today, that's when the conference is in the Orlando area. If you're in the Orlando area, even if you're not from Florida, Uh, You may want to just register for this one-day conference, and it will be worthwhile to all of you who want to do that. And the website, again, Bev, that they should go to is? Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, dot U-S. Okay. Uh, The other task force meeting we had earlier this week, uh, there was discussion about the two 12-year-old girls who decided they want to transgender I had a lady from Tallahassee call me, and her daughter and one of her friends had decided that they were wanting to be boys, or they thought they were boys, and so they 
got introduced at the school, the counselor, and that's one of the problems. The counselors at the school are taught and forced to affirm whatever the child thinks they are. If they decide they want to be boys, then the school goes along with that, lets them wear boy clothes, cut their hair, everything, and they introduce them as their new male name. Let's, let's say her name was Hannah, and uh, they bring her out, and this happened. Uh, they brought the girl out and introduced her as Ron, and her mother never even knew about it. And it reached the point that uh, the little girl and her friend wanted to have their breasts removed because they knew that they were boys. They didn't want to get a penis, but they did want their breasts removed so that it wouldn't grow anymore and they could wear their boy clothes and, and everything. And she's just devastated. She doesn't know what to do because this has been going on so long behind her back that it has just grown. And the little girl thinks that it's normal because she is being told at school that it's okay if you feel this way, then that's who you are. So she's tried everything, taking her out of that school, putting her in another school, but it's it's just not working, and she's kind of devastated right now. I had another parent call me. Well, a mom and a dad were on the phone, and their son in uh, Luke, Florida, is being harassed by the counselor at the school because they keep saying, you need to join the GSA club, which is the sex club, the homosexual sex club. And you need to join that club. You need to join it. And so other kids in the school have heard this or it's been talked about. And they make fun of him and say, oh, you know, you're gay. Go ahead and join. What are you, put, what are you putting it off for? And all this other stuff. And he's miserable going to school. This should not even be a discussion. There is no way this should be happening in our school system. There's no room for sex in the classroom. But well, that's what they're having to deal with. We're talking today with Beverly from the, uh, the Freedom Speaks Coalition. And uh, we're talking about a conference that is coming up in two weeks, two weeks from today on April 30th in Orlando, Florida, dealing with sex education and with transgenderism uh, in the schools and how transgender uh, ideas are being pushed on the children uh, starting in preschool right on up through all of all of the grade levels and there there is a conference uh, in two weeks uh beverly has told us that uh, uh the website is freedomspeaks.us so it's the word freedom and then speaks s-p-e-a-k-s dot u-s and if you go there you can find out about the conference the other point we've been making here is that although this uh, work that, that Beverly is doing right now is in Florida, and the conference is in Florida. This is taking uh, place all across the United States. Uh, in state after state, they're, they're running into the same problems. Beverly, if, if you could just expound a little bit on the kind of thing that you found in Florida that is illegal, that may have been going on in schools all across the United States for decades, but it is actually illegal and that's the point that your your task force is driving home. Absolutely. Several things. Well, one, Jim, before I do that, I would like to let our listeners know that we are a national organization and we are actually in seven other states. And so we are 
glad to work with any of the other, any listeners that are outside of Florida to see if they are interested in joining what we're doing and possibly start up a safe ed. Um, in fact, as an example, we already have a safe ed K-12 Georgia and Ohio. So there are other states that they can start and we'll help them develop a safe ed K-12 for their state. Getting back to the things that are actually illegal, there are a lot of visuals that are being shown to children. One that is really disturbing is, and and you need to understand that pornography doesn't have to be an actual picture of two people. It can be a drawing, a cartoon. If it depicts the genitals in any way, then it is considered pornography. But if it depicts a child in a sexual activity, then it becomes a full-out felony. And one of the courses that's being taught across Florida, especially in one of our counties, they use this picture of a boy. He appears to be about seven, eight years old. He's laying naked on the bed, and he is very happy playing with his member. That They show him with a grin on his face, and he's laying there with glasses, which makes him look warm and cuddly and all, but he is playing with his, he's basically, he's masturbating, let's call it what it is. And they are showing that in a PowerPoint presentation to the children. Another thing, and that is definitely against the law. A lot of the materials that are from the reading standpoint, so that could be considered obscenity the way that it is discussed because they're talking about children doing oral sex and um, anal sex, all of the different ways of having sex and the safe ways of doing it. One of the references is that if you are, and this is for middle school, this should shock everyone listening. This is middle school. And if you are having sex and the, the penis loses its erection, they tell them how to get it back, that you can start playing with the genitals, the scrotum and, and different things or kissing in that area. And they just, and then they talk about how much fun it can be to get the erection back. I, I These think, yeah. are things that are against the law. It's encouraging students or children to have sexual relations. They're, and in, the federal law and Florida law, you must be 18 to give consent. So they're telling children how to have sex, how to make it most enjoyable, how to do extenuating circumstances sex, I'll put it that way. And two, in the state of Florida, there is a law that says certain homosexual types of sex are considered deviant sexual activity. That makes it against the law, but they're teaching it in the schools to the kids. So we have about 20, maybe more than that, 20 to 30 different areas that we have found that break the law. There are situations where they say that a teacher, no teacher can, and this is under the ethics for a teacher, she cannot teach in any way that is embarrassing to a student. But yet they have programs where they're teaching now about puberty and uh, menstruation, and they have these little cards that they give to the boys and girls after they teach them about the cycle. And these pictures show 
a body, you know, from like the waist down and the uterus as it swells and then releases. And they're supposed to take those cards and put them on the board. Boys and girls have these cards. You'll call on whoever, and then they go up and stick the card that they have in the position that it needs to be for that specific menstrual cycle. And they've got blood dripping down the between the legs. Now, hey, I, tell I, me yeah. what 10 to 12-year-old girl could handle sitting in a classroom with boys. And whether you've started your period or not quite yet, it's going to be most devastating. I, I and see. that is against Florida law through the ethics, ethics, if nothing else. It's scientifically correct, but it's wrong morally and it's wrong ethically because the teacher's not allowed to teach in any way that is embarrassing or harassing to the children. Well, Beverly, I think you've described it very well in terms of everybody understanding that this is not stuff that should be in our schools, but just understand and, and this gets all of us who are involved in this fight. Sometimes adults get very upset that something like this is even being mentioned. But this is being given to our kids. This is being given to, to preschoolers, to, to elementary school students in a classroom with mixed students. It, it is just so outrageous that sometimes you have to be a little outrageous in the way you describe it to really get the point across. And that's what we're trying to do today. We're, we're trying to, to get people to understand that this is not a an argument about, well, is the new math better than the old math or, you know, that kind of thing. We're talking about an attack on our children, an out-and-out out attack on the moral values of our children. And that is why people are getting so upset about it. That is why this conference in Orlando in two weeks is so important, because we have to start rebelling against this all over the country. One of the important points that uh, Beverly made is it doesn't have to be a picture to be pornography. It can be a drawing. And the, and the United States federal government law, as well as the Florida state law, says that specifically. It can be a drawing. These things are, in fact, breaking the law. And I, I encourage everybody out there who uh, has children, has grandchildren, you want to protect them. Get your, your information from Beverly. Go to freedomspeaks.us and find out about the conference and, and find out about the materials that they have. I think this is going to be extremely important and, and we need to activate across the entire country. And, and that is why we, we've discussed this in such detail today. Well, first, I want to make sure everyone has my phone number. It's 850-933-6476. And my email is B, the letter, free, F-R-E-E, -E, at freedomspeaks.us. That's B, free, at freedomspeaks.us. This is a battle between good versus evil. It is a fight for saving our children's souls. It really is coming down to that with the wickedness that has come into the schools. And something that everyone needs to understand, the new Health and Human Services Deputy Secretary, I don't even know what his name is. He masquerades as a she. I'll, I'll say that. He is a trans dressed as a woman. But he has made the comment that he intends to have gender therapy available to all students. That 
scares the yang yang out of me because they have been pushing to get clinics in the schools now. And they've already been offering services to children, contraceptive services, even referrals for abortion. In fact, a few years ago, and this, this just horrified me when I learned about it, but a young girl, 15 years old, got pregnant. And since the schools pushed them to talk to the counselor to save and protect their relationship with their parents, she went to the counselor and told her that she was pregnant and didn't want to tell her parents and everything. So they called Planned Parenthood in. Planned Parenthood took this teenage girl to have an abortion, brought her back to the school, and the girl went home. That is how amazing this situation is. It's horrendous, and it's an attack against our entire humanity that it is allowed to happen. We are at the point now, we aren't writing letters. If we do write a letter, it's to let them know that it's following, going to be followed by a lawsuit, whatever we do. But we are now at the point we're not talking nice anymore. The gloves have come off. It is time because each, and this is what I want people to understand, each day that goes by, there are children that are having to live through this craziness. I talked with some pastors, and, and they were concerned about my presentation might be a little too much for the women in the crowd and everything. And I, I just simply said, I understand that there are pastors here who have children in the school system. And you need to see this information, and it may embarrass you, and it may be very upsetting, but it should be embarrassing and it should be upsetting to know that your daughters are sitting in the classroom next to a teenage boy seeing this stuff that you're concerned about your wife seeing. And so I did the presentation to them in its entirety, and it made a huge impact with them, and they are now committed to working with us and giving the the word at the pulpit. They're willing to bring it out because it made them open their eyes. And that's what we have to do. We need eyes open. We need the clergy involved. It's time to stop being nice or thinking that you're going to uh, upset someone because our children are being lost to this craziness. And with that, again, please come to the conference call to get additional information. This is a one-of-a-kind conference because it's all about taking action. And I hope I'll see some, if not all of you, attend it. Well, thank you, Beverly, and thank, thank you, you for all, all the work that you're doing. Um, I'm just impressed in the year that, that we've been working together, um, just how much has been accomplished. And uh, you don't let things stop you. You just keep pushing ahead. And we will remind people again next week of, of your conference coming up on April the 30th. That was Beverly Kilmer, uh, the CEO of Freedom Speaks, and uh, we've been talking about our conference in Orlando on April the 30th. I hope that uh, we didn't offend people too much, but you have to know what's going on, and that's what we try to do today. So I, I hope it, uh, it, it sparks some people to say, well, I've got to look into my own school and find out what's going on, because that's what's needed. We need people looking into schools all across the country. Because as I said, from, from everything that we know, um, it's not just happening in Florida. Okay, there's been a, a lot of developments. The most outrageous one, if you will, if I, if I could pick one to be worse than the others, uh, this week, the Food and Drug Administration uh, decided that they were not going to enforce their 
regulations on the sale and, and delivery of the abortion pill, Mifeprex or Mifeprestone is the name of the drug. Previous regulations at the FDA were that uh, the drug could be prescribed, but it had to be picked up uh, by the woman at a medical facility, either a hospital or a clinic where the person handing the pills to the woman could explain all of the the really bad effects, even the life-threatening effects uh, that could be happen if, when she takes the pill, especially if she has an, an ectopic pregnancy. The new FDA director and the new head of the Department of Health and Human Services, who we talked about before, he was confirmed as being an absolutely bad choice. Uh, they decided this week that during the pandemic that the pills could just be mailed. So somebody can get on a computer, go to Planned Parenthood by way of the computer, do telehealth, get a prescription for the abortion pill. The abortion pill will then be put in an envelope, mailed to them at home. They will take the pill, kill the baby, and they've never physically been in the presence of a medical professional. Outrageous. It is going to skyrocket, we, we believe the number of abortion pill abortions and Planned Parenthood has been the one organization really pushing pill abortions. Uh, that was all made legal this week. Now, what they said is it's only during the pandemic, but you know what the pandemic is. How long has it been going on now? You know, How many of you believe that it would be more over a year? It was in March of last year that the pandemic was declared, and now we're, we're over a year and it's still there. And people are talking about this thing going on for years and years. It may be one of the longest pandemics we have, and they're going to be shipping out abortion pills in the mail like candy. It is going to be absolutely horrendous. That was a decision by the Biden administration's Food and Drug Administration today. You know, just to remind you that a judge uh, about a year ago said that they could do that. Um, but Trump went to the Supreme Court in January of this year and got that reversed and said, no, you have to follow the FDA regulations. Well, what they've done is now change the FDA regulations. So just absolutely horrendous. So that's that's one of the major things that are happening this week. Another thing that went on uh, actually late last week, but into this week, Biden has signed an executive order establishing what he calls a presidential commission on the Supreme Court of the United States. All right. A commission to study the Supreme Court. Now, the, the United States Constitution set up the Supreme Court, but it never said you know, any details. It never said how many judges are going to be on the Supreme Court or what their term of office is going to be or whatever. So Biden wants his commission to take a look at you know, all of this. What is the court's role in the constitutional system? What is the length of service and turnover of justices on the court? Uh, how many justices should be on the court? how the courts select what cases they, they take. All of this is up for discussion. It could result in major changes to the Supreme Court and in what is called court packing. Court packing is you add a lot of seats and then you, you have a, um, for example, in this case, you have a Democratic president who puts in liberals into all of those places so that he packs the court so he'll get the decisions that he wants to get. Along with that, just yesterday, the House Judiciary Committee, Chairman Gerald Nadler out of New York, uh, introduced a bill. It's called the Judiciary Act of 2021, and it specifically wants to expand the Supreme Court from nine members to 13 members. 
wants to add four new Supreme Court justices, right, and then have all of them appointed by Biden. This is court packing. Now, the last time that court packing was tried in the United States was in the 1940s when President Franklin Roosevelt tried to do it and and Congress voted him down and said, no, we're not going to expand the Supreme Court just so you can put a lot more liberal judges on the court. Well, they're they're trying it again. Please pray for our children in the schools. Uh, If you're anywhere near Orlando or going to be near Orlando on April the 30th, go to, to the conference and you can find out about it at freedomspeaks.us. They have all the information there. Pray for the lives of all of the, not only the school children, but the babies in the womb as all of these attacks are coming from Washington, D.C. I thank you so much for listening to our program today. And we're going to end the program the way we always do. And that is by asking our Blessed Mother, Mary, spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. 